0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt, and it is post game, post game on Wednesday. I need to put a health warning out there. I've had a few beers. I'm not going to lie. I've had a few beers. Boy, oh boy. UK friendly, 5:40 p.m. start time in the UK. Beers were flowing early, and well, it was an absolute roller coaster of a game. It's been a roller coaster of a series. It feels like the perfect time to invite on my good man and good friend, the Loud Marlins fan Chase. How we doing, brother? We're doing all right. Thanks for having me, Peter, on uh,
1: Locked On Marlins. Happy to be here. Thank you for the invite.
0: Absolutely, this is this is perfect. You were at the game at the ball the ballpark on Saturday, and it was absolutely pumped thirty thousand in the stands. So I'm looking forward to hearing about your uh, your experiences there at Lone Depot, a packed Lone Depot, but. We've also got a pack show to get into, brother. There is so, so much we need to dive into right now. As we record Wednesday, post-game, the Marlins are on a four-game skid after a seven-game winning streak, a four-game skid that now includes being swept at home by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Main takeaways from the series, first of all, and then we'll kind of get into some of these key topics.
1: Main takeaways is Jazz is the best player to play in a Marlins uniform in a very long time. He fires up this team. Most no of our bullpen has been good uh over the last stretch. We'll get into that, of course, who's mm-hmm. not been good. <laughs> uh Abisail Garcia cannot hit. And so Lair might be lighting up a little bit of fire behind him, but at the wrong times. So those are my big takeaways from this series. Uh losing by one run for uh was it four games straight we lost by one run? It's a little rough. We're just the three, but either way, it's been rough.
0: It really has. It's so disappointing for the for you know this run of games over five hundred, couple of games over five hundred. You're thinking, great, the Diamondbacks are coming to town. Let's pile into these Diamondbacks. Let's get some wins going, and then to be swept, not optimal. I want to turn back the clock slightly. There's a start to get into from today. I want to ask you though about Trevor Rodgers because. For me, he's probably outside of maybe Avi Garcia being the biggest surprise this year. He just hasn't looked himself. What's been your takeaway from Trevor Rogers? Well,
1: let's flash back to the end of last season. He had the family issues and the back issues. Mm. He came back, wasn't the exact all-star towards the end of the season that he was in the middle and the beginning of last year. And then you go into spring training and he looked good. Uh, it is a shortened spring training, so I, I might blame that because in 2021 spring training, he was lights out, striking out everybody. Yeah, It could be that, and he didn't get enough starts or practice in spring. You come into the season, and he can't get out of four innings. I think only one of the, his three starts he got out or four starts he's gotten out of that many innings. Yeah. It, is a, it is a surprise. I think he'll bounce back. I mean, we have the best pitching coach in the league. Look mm-hmm. what they've done with Jesus, uh, Luzardo. So you got to think that he'll be fine. It's a long season, but there's one pitcher in our lineup who's not going to be fine, and we have a young stud waiting to come up.
0: Well, we have one, if not two, young studs ready to come up, but I think that's the point. Let's get into tonight's starter then, because uh, you know this is where a lot of the chatter is ascended on Twitter. Eliezer Hernandez... Uh, and listen craig mish probably summed it up well good rule 5 pick you know nice guy serviceable arm but the reality is the marlins have better arms available right now and so is the time now right to make the move whether that involves op, you know um sending him actually to triple a or to the bullpen i actually think uh, if they are going to make a move, that it's the AAA would be a better fit right now. But I wanted to get your take on it. Is is now the right time to send him to Triple or to the pen? Bring in Max, Eddie Cabrera, or, or anyone else? I guess. You know. What's your take on this one? My
1: take is he should not be starting on Monday in Arizona
0: in his next go
1: around. Whether that's bring him to the bullpen, I think Cody Poteet has been lights out in the bullpen so far. So he really has. Do, do we need a long arm in there? Probably not send him back. If he has enough, uh, send downs left where we wouldn't lose him, send him back to AAA, work him out in his mechanics and bring him up later in the season if he has to. Mm-hmm. But we have max Mayer who's who everyone has been reporting his lights out. His numbers are ready and they say he has the mentality to come up. So he should be starting in the rotation. That's that.
0: Do you think he makes the trip to San Diego?
1: I think that we need to focus on winning, so he should make that
0: trip to San Diego. Oh, baby. Insert fire emoji, eyes emoji, plane emoji, insert them all. Max Mara on the plane. Wait to see. I think his next scheduled start by all accounts is Friday. And so, listen, the Marlins are going to be flying to San Diego um, tonight or this afternoon, I guess. So... You know, they'll be they'll be making that trip. Interested to see if, you know, few pictures flying around is Max Meyer on the flight, I guess, is gonna be interesting. Um wait and see on that. You know, I I'm with you. Listen, he has options. Eliezer has options. This is the thing. The Marlins, it's not like if they they don't have to DFA him. They have the flexibility with Eliezer to option him this year. And I think at this point, they should take that option. They should send him down to AAA. He'll sit there waiting, ready, because we'll need him. We will need him later in the year. But right now, everyone is healthy. And unfortunately for Eliezer, he isn't one of the best five starters the Marlins have. And they should absolutely be rolling with their top studs um, while they they can. I think Max Meyer actually makes this trip. And I actually think he he makes his debut in San Diego on one of the weekend games, is is my gut feel on this one. Um, So we'll wait and see on that. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of hype around Meyer. Um, you know, some people didn't have him in the top 100 prospects overall this year. I certainly did, but um, nevertheless, I think he he makes the trip. I think he gets his debut, and then he. Uh, I think they come for a homestand. Then I think it might be the 25 year anniversary homestand as well um, at some point, and he could be pitching in that weekend. So it could be a real nice story there for Max. But what about the you know the rotation in general? It hasn't been a good stretch for them. Obviously, Sandy was pretty poor in on the Sunday game. Um, Pablo not a great start either trevor who we've already mentioned you know it's been a bit of a rough stretch for the, the starters and, and unsurprisingly when that happens the marlins don't win games it's
1: very unlike this team to have a stretch for all four of your starters four out of the five put up games like they have yeah uh, i think only sandy got out of the fifth inning yeah finished five innings um you you have we have Jesus Lizardo, the Zardog, as I like to call him, pitching uh, the first game in San Diego, unless that's replaced by another pitcher, Max, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. but you, you keep the rotation as it is, I guess that would be Thursday. I mean, tomorrow uh, you, you rely on aces or good pitchers to bring you out of slumps. And as long as he's wearing his glasses, he should be able to do that tomorrow night.
0: It's been a remarkable change of form for Jesus Lozado. Since he put the glasses on, he has literally been lights out. It's like he couldn't see before, and all of a sudden, he he knows where he's throwing it. What a turnaround for Jesus Lozado. Like you already said earlier, Mel Stottermeier, the best pitching coach in the game, that I have no doubt in my mind. And what the Marlins have done with Jesus Lozado, getting him back for two months of starting Marte. Firstly, stunning trade, but secondly, just how impressive has it been for Jesus?
1: if you if you look at go before Starling Marte if you don't mind for a second you gave mm. up Caleb Smith to get Starling Marte mm-hmm. you give Starling Marte up and almost get him back but you give him up for Jesus Lazardo. so technically you traded Caleb Smith for Jesus Lizardo Caleb Smith has I think he went into yesterday's game with a 16 ERA mm. um, and you have Jesus Lazardo. so I think that's a big win for the Marlins overall
0: really is that's a great way to think about it effectively the marlins traded caleb smith there was some other piece in that in that trade i, I can't recall who it was humberto Mejia, maybe or someone but nevertheless they, they traded caleb smith for jesus lazardo uh, the marlins uh, in the end of, of one on that one for sure um cool well there's tons of other bits we need to get into um but before we do that reminder this episode is brought to you by blue nile.com and at blue you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has the fine jewelry options for every mum, shop high street quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces. So if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24/7. Available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So get yourselves over to Blue There is $50 off any $500 purchase, and uh, for Mother's Day. So get that. Get over there to Blue See what they've got. Tons of options, all at Blue Okay, so. Talk to me about the offense, though. We're going to talk about the closing situation as well, but talk to me about this offense. You mentioned a couple of guys earlier. I want to start with Jazz Chisholm. Let's let's flick into a positive spin here. Firstly, today, Jazz Chisholm was starting the game. Madison Bumgarner was starting for the Diamondbacks. A lefty. So Jazz, whoa, 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 he's starting against a lefty. What have you made about this whole kind of Jazz platoon situation this year?
1: Jazz Chisholm should start every game and be the Marlins Iron Man. I understand if he's injured or sick, he might not be able to play, but that's not the case. Yeah. Jazz Chisholm sparks this team. He should be in every game. am going to give you some numbers here. Jazz Chisholm started at, in Atlanta on April 22nd. He started with an average of 265. After today's game, he finished at an average of 329. That during that stretch, he had 39 at-bats, seven runs scored, 14 hits, and seven RBIs. Jazz Chisholm is the spark behind our offense, whether it be the seventh inning or the beginning of the game, leading off, getting that home run like he did in Atlanta, or sparking this offense when it's needed. Without him in the lineup, not saying anything bad about Birdie, who's been a star on his own, Mm -hmm. but without Jazz in the lineup, we are not a that good of team he needs to play every game and he's young needs to get the at-bats first lefties
0: i mean they put him in there today i think it was maybe linked to the fact that wendell's not available right so wendell's like hamstring you know that's been a problem for the marlins this series in general but wendell wasn't available you know jazz did play they sat jesus uh, sanchez um you know against the lefty but you know and avi took a blow as well avi needs a blow but he did start against the lefty. I'm with you. I've been completely nailed on for this since since game one of the season that Jazz Chisholm should be playing every day, effectively for the Fish. He should be. He's their best player. He can make things happen that others can't. And we need the offense, like <laughs> we just do. We can't have our best player sat on the bench because there's some mediocre lefty throwing some some pitches there. No, no, no. And then today he got the knock against the lefty as well, right? The the reliever they brought the reliever in thinking, uh-oh, here we go got a big knock, uh, which ended up, he ended up being the game well, they took the lead on on him, effectively, with a wild pitch, so that just shows what Jazz Chisholm brings. Um, I'm with you though, Chase, I I don't want Jazz sitting for anyone, I don't care who they are, I want him in the lineup all the time, he's just so so good. So wait and see, um, what have you made about John Birdie though? Talk to me about Birdie a multi-home oh, run game
1: birdie's flying man two run home two home run single home run games or solo home run games today he's he's another guy who should be in the lineup when you can there's another player and he blocked me on Twitter for no reason at all so I'm (laughs) going to call him out in our El Capitan Miguel Rojas why is he blocking you
0: what's he what's going
1: on I no idea I never tweet him. Maybe he doesn't like the hashtag fire Mattingly. I tweet that often. Maybe he doesn't no. like that. And sees maybe it the trash often.
0: can. It might be the trash can one.
1: <laughs> ah, the trash can's gone. Nothing about uh, him this year. Leon, uh, Cindy Leon is gone. Um, but, you know, John Birdie, he, he's been on fire. Maybe he should be in the lineup again. Maybe Rojas should be your utility guy. Rojas is batting 182. I didn't get to write down Birdie's average, but it's way above that, probably above 300. He deserves to be in, and he's he's blasting the ball. He's seeing it better coming off that concussion. The end mm-hmm. of last season, we missed him. We didn't realize what he meant to this team, and now we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Birdie has been absolutely scorching hot. And listen, the, the, the byproduct has been Birdie was playing, and he was platooning for Jazz, and now all of a sudden Birdie's scorching hot. I mean... A multi-home run game for Birdie is just sensational. Right now, there aren't enough hitters in this in this Marlins lineup for anyone that's anywhere near hot to be sitting. John Birdie needs to be playing, as does Jazz. They just have to be playing. Doesn't matter who against, you gotta you gotta keep them in there until they cool off because there are too many dudes that are not hot. Jesus Aguilar equally has come around. He had a real slow start, but Aggie has really come to form a bomb today for Aggie. I think he is on an 18-game on-base streak, so it's clicking for him. What have you made of Aggie? Equally as well, the value at first base too. He is a sensational first baseman.
1: Aggie always is a slow starter, but you get around that with his defense. If you're going to have him or Coop playing at first, I'd prefer it be Aguilar. He has those stretches. He he has fun at the bases crap-talking the other players, having a good time. He needs to be out there in every game, and his bat's lighting up. He's getting there. Again, it's a, it was a shortened spring training. Even if you saw in 2021, he he didn't start off that hot until we went to, I think it was the San Francisco series, where he started blasting off uh, last year. This year, he's starting to heat up. He's walking often. He's seeing the ball, and he has to be in the lineup.
0: He absolutely has to, no doubt. And I'm with you. He's a mud he's, he's- – He's an asset at first base, and I don't think Coop's. Coop is bang average. I think at first base, I'd I'd like Aggie to be playing mostly at first base for sure. Um, go on. And the beauty of
1: this season is we have the DH, so Cooper can do what he Coop does, and that's CoopA Blue. Get those singles, score your runs, and hit your
0: home runs every once in a while. He's he, he's been all right this series as well. No doubt. It's been one of the things, though, for the fish this series, though. I'm I'm glad you kind of segued me there because it's where I wanted to go. The the amount of runners in scoring position that the Marlins had and just couldn't get the runs over. I mean, it was really frustrating this series. When I look back at the series itself, that was the problem. They got themselves in winning positions or potentially, but couldn't get the big knocks at the big times. It seemed to be kept falling to the main dudes. Solaire, Avi, you know, Cooper times two. No big, no big hits from the big dudes in the lineup. For me, that is one of the biggest concerns. Three, four, and five just not firing at all for these fish. What about you?
1: If you look at uh, obviously Sale batting one seventy-five, Jorge Soler after today's game batting one eighty-two. Oh if boy. you were to tell me the Marlins would spend, I think it's like twenty-five million between the two just every this season, next year yeah. that goes up, and they're batting that low. I would have told you do not sign them. I would have been happier with DLC playing every game in the outfield, Uh, you know, but Marlins fans, we pressured this team into making some signings and whether they were the right signings or not, we'll see during the season. It just hasn't panned out yet. If you look at who left, right? Adam Duvall, He's being talked about being DFA'd from Atlanta. So he hasn't gone on fire either. No. Um, I haven't looked up Starling Marte's uh, batting average, but the Mets are winning. So I got to assume it's pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. The whole league is down. I don't think Schwarber's doing that well. And uh, Nick Nicky Cassie is the only one that's hitting based on what I, what I read earlier.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I did see something about Starling Marte. Um, I think yesterday on Twitter, where Starling Marte leads... No, he doesn't. He is last in the league in exit velocity, I think, off the bat. So he is not hitting balls hard at all, and he is ranked dead last in that stat of average exit velo. Not that I pay a ton of attention to that. I don't know what his batting average is. I don't know what he's doing. I'm not watching any Mets games. But nevertheless, for Starling Marte to be last in Major League Baseball in exit velo feels a bit weird too so yeah crazy crazy scenes if if you look at
1: i think tommy hutton yes on yesterday's uh broadcast was going over some advanced numbers and metrics and whatnot and based on advanced numbers obviously sales should be batting 256 and uh being on base i think it was like 456 percentage, or something around there. Okay. Uh, so, based off advanced numbers, you would say Avicel is exactly what he was, but it's either he's being robbed, striking out, or the balls aren't leaving the infield, man. And that that's pretty rough.
0: Really is. Wow. It's been automatic out to third base for Avicel for sure. It's not been good. I remember watching him in the second game of the year against Carlos Rodon. and I remember tweeting it out, and he's going to find it saying, Wow, 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 Avi. They made he, he was made to look stupid at that at bat, and actually they haven't really improved. To be honest with you, like we're we're twenty four games in, it's been a real real struggle for Avi. But the, the reality is, for the Marlins, they have nowhere to go with this one. When you sign these dudes that are the veteran guys that that they're committing to for multiple years, you know they just have to wait it out. They have to wait it out with Avi Garcia and just hope it comes around. And who knows? Brinson came alive in San Diego. He always hit well in San Diego. Maybe Avi Garcia is going to come alive. Uh, we'll wait and see. I want to talk to you about the closing situation as well because, listen, the Marlins are just blown a save. Before we do that, a reminder, this episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. And listen, summer is coming and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure everyone has a bar so you're refueled for the summer adventures. Best part about built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing food, delicious food for health. With built Bar, you can have both and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All built Bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried those puffs? Woo! We are going crazy for those puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up, baby. If you're liking what you're hearing, get yourself off to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Chase, talk to me about this bullpen then. I mean, generally, I feel like it's been good. But Anthony Bender, it has been... Listen, he he's given up another home run today. It's his second blown save of the year. He's also got two L's on the year. He's also got, what, six saves? It has been an absolute roller coaster with Anthony Bender. Where's your head at right now with with the Marlins closing situation?
1: Anthony Bender is the breed and looper of our generation <laughs> or of this team. He has good games, he has bad games, but all the games have been scary. You mentioned I was at the game on Saturday night. He came out to close, two men on, got scary in there, gets fishy. We'll call it fishy. It gets fishy. An- Anthony Bass, on the other hand, yeah. my man, Anthony yeah, Bass, a boy. Ha- it has a 1.5 ERA. I speak to him on the regular. He said he- this season he wants to prove that last year was a fluke, and he's doing it. Um, you look at who the Marlins went and got. Uh, at the end of spring training, and they, they've been decent. Solcer at a, a .84 ERA. And uh, Scott with a higher ERA, he's given up some runs, but he's been decent out of that bullpen. And then you have Rick Big, uh, if I could say this. Uh, you can say what you want. Big Dick Blyer, hashtag Big Dick Blyer, <laughs> which I've told him that's what I call him, and he laughed. Uh, 4.91 ERA after he got his contract so Mm -hmm. they have a little bit of room there to uh get better uh but Anthony Bender hopefully Floro comes back and closes that role but Anthony Bender he is not Bender mania he is Bender chic as I like to call him Mm -hmm. If going back to a wrestling reference chic versus Hulk Hogan Bender mania good Bender
0: Bender chic bad Bender and that's what he's been Unfortunately, it was not good bender today. You know, the Marlins, they really hustled themselves back into this game. 8-7 going into the ninth. And unfortunately, another bomb from Pavin Smith, who looked really impressive, by the way. Actually, the Diamondbacks themselves, they were just feast or famine this whole series. It was bombs away. And uh, they just kept hitting bombs. <laughs> Lone Depot didn't look too big. The balls didn't look de-juiced. That is for sure. they They made the Marlins pay. Fun games, though. Listen, if you like watching fun baseball, you know, exciting games, they've been fun, but mainly because the Marlins just have not pitched well. They just haven't pitched well.
1: It's not fun losing. It's fun watching a comeback. But when it comes short, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I do like the fight out of this team. It is a different feeling than last year. Um, I'm not going to count 2020 in this because that was a shortened season, Mm -hmm. but this is the best overall team we've had in a long time. Someone said to me on Twitter, uh, is this team really good while we were in the win streak and I told them why question it, just enjoy it. So as fans, Mm -hmm. that's what we have to do. Just enjoy this. Are we going to be able to compete against the high payroll teams? Are we the Tampa Bay rays of this year or future years? We'll see enjoy what's happening right now and you're going to lose games but hopefully we win more than losing and that's going to start tomorrow in
0: san diego oh baby here we go he got me fired up now san diego sweep coming on know, mate. that's probably a bit too much but <laughs> i'll I mean, take a split we'll take a split i mean listen those west coast jaunts they're tough we saw that you know the first couple of series it's hard on the road out, out, out in west you know no doubt padres are playing some good baseball too as well it should be fun i think the marlins the- do play well there the the good thing is is because of a rainout in Cleveland
1: last night. Uh, San Diego is playing a doubleheader today, then flying home. They're going to be tired tomorrow, so maybe Jesus Lizardo, no hitter, not
0: going to go that far. But hopefully oh. they're a little sluggish, and we get a big win. It'd be it be nice. Listen, the Marlins need it. Four games they've dropped on the bounce here, so they need to they need to get back to winning ways. Obviously they've got a big four game series in San Diego, then going back into. Arizona. So we're going to see a lot of the Diamondbacks, you know, I guess in a week stretch or so, 10 days. Um, The Marlins will feel disappointed. We know what the the Diamondbacks are. Boy, oh boy, I don't know how the Diamondbacks won all three. Their bullpen tried to blow it. Three games in a row, the bullpen tried to blow it. Um, You know, it's nice the Marlins didn't have those problems, but yeah, nevertheless, to be swept at home, not a good look, no doubt. But 500 ball, 4th of May. (sighs) I mean, this, like you said, Chase, this is the best Marlins roster and team, I think, that I've followed, in in its in, 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 in totality anyway, that I've followed since I started following the Marlins in, what, 2016. So, you know, it, it really is the best overall roster. Final one for you, how do you see this year playing out? Are the Fish going to make this, uh, this postseason run?
1: They're going to make a run towards the postseason.
0: We're going <laughs> to be good. We got Floro
1: coming back, and I hope – that we are around or above 500 come end of July, because the Marlins are buyers this year. And who knows who we can move? You know, in 2003, you just said you started watching in 16. I've been a fan for 30 years, almost. I want to say 29th year now. Yeah, we've been a team. Um, I've watched the good. I've watched the bad and I've seen the ugly. But when we're buyers, we bought Starling Marte, made the playoffs, and, and swept the Cubbies because we own Chicago. And, um, you know, as long as we're buying, we bring in the Uga Thurbina of this wonder year, and we have our closer, and our bullpen will be decent. Um, I do see one change if we start losing more than we're winning. And uh, you didn't bring this up yet, but that's yep, that hashtag of uh, fire Mattingly. Because, oh look. I get in 2020, manager of the year that maybe saved him. Uh, get, get, got him the one-year extension at the end of last year. Mad, we need a change at the helm. Mattingly's calm. Look, he's a great guy, great player, does a lot for uh, philanthropy. But he may not be the right coach for this team because this team may need a Hispanic-speaking coach to bring in to, to gel with the players. They may need someone to match their fire and passion. You see Jazz Chisholm always fired up. And then Madden you know, walks mm-hmm. out at his press conferences. It's the same speech. Oh, it hurts. We could have won. Or yeah, they're playing good. You don't really see that fire. And w- w- these young players, we're not a we're not a um a, 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 a team that's in a rebuild. We're in it, we're a team that's in the growth mode. He wasn't the guy for Los Angeles to bring them to win a World Series. He's just not that coach. He's great in a rebuild. Throw him to uh, Pittsburgh, throw him out to Oakland. But I I do like Rousen. I think Rousen shows passion. Sitting at the games where I do, I see him. He's gelling with the players, always speaking with them, coaching Mm -hmm. them up. And this team needs coaching up. So hashtag fire Mattingly. Sorry for those who don't agree with me. Again, he's a great player, great guy, great person, but maybe he's not the right coach for this team. Manager, sorry for this team.
0: It's an interesting one. When, when James Rousen has, has taken over from Donnie, I know Donnie was off with COVID at one point last year and the Marlins went on a streak. I think that's when Brinsanity Sanity actually really kicked off in San Diego from memory. So, you know, listen, Rousen... You know, it feels like he's next in line. Donny's on an expiring deal. I guess the problem we face here with Donny is he's only going to be fired if things go south, right? There are 500 club right now. You're not firing Don Matley at this stage. I'm with you. There's been some some interesting uh, questions uh, and interesting decisions. You know, this platoon situation at Jazz, I've not been a, a believer of that. They also, the intentional walk for the Sandy start on Sunday, the intentional walk at Toro, um, and then he, they gave up the three-run bomb to Julio Rodriguez. Was a head scratcher. I just didn't make any sense. I'm not, you know, there's definitely in a vacuum some poor decisions. But Donnie's not being fired unless the Marlins fully fall out of this. And at that point, the season's going to be in the bin anyway. And so, you know, it's I, I get the feeling that this might be Donnie's last year. I think I think he sees it out. Personally, I think he gets the full year, but I, I think this probably will be his final one. What about you? Do you think he makes it the full year?
1: I hope we're winning where he does make it the full year. Yeah. I don't like managers getting fired. I'm not for people losing their jobs, mm-hmm. but you, ha- I'm, I'm in sales. You have to earn your job. It's not about what you did yesterday. It's what you do today and tomorrow. So I hope today we lost, tomorrow we win, We go on another winning streak, Mattingly stays your manager because we're winning. There you go. If we're starting to lose, he does not
0: deserve the position of manager any longer. Fair enough. Okay, we are bang out of time here for Locked On Marlins today on Wednesday post-game after the sweep against the Diamondbacks. Chase, remind everyone of where they can find you, all the content you're pumping out, where can they get you? Because there it is. This is a scroll emoji right now.
1: (laughs) You can find me... at. Marlins Park. We'll start there on Saturday nights. You'll see me behind the dugout in my Marlins plush hat. I look forward to that. But you can tweet me after Will you see me at at loud Marlins fan. That's the same handle on Instagram at loud Marlins fan and TikTok to watch me dance oh. at loud Marlins fan. Uh, Peter, it's been a pleasure being on the show with you. But if you want to hear my podcast, which is the Loud Marlon Fans Podcast, you can also uh, search for that, the Loud Marlin Fan Podcast, in any of the podcast platforms. And hopefully, you could find me right back here with you in the near future.
0: 100%. Great to have you on, buddy. Absolute stunning personality. One of my favorite followers on Twitter, no doubt about it. And like you said, you know, any saturday game all i see is you on my screen every time pretty much every inning there's always a clip of you i don't think do you leave your seat I, do you ever leave your seat no
1: the secret is wear a diaper just yeah. kidding <laughs> yes i
0: do leave my seat to use the restroom uh,
1: but the food delivery is to the seats there and i'm about this hashtag let's get louder show up at the ballpark. This is not last year's or the previous regime's teams. Mm. This team deserves us being out there. And what an electric place Marlin, sorry, Lone Depot Park is <laughs> when fans are there. So please come out, support
0: this team. They've earned that. They absolutely have. Great sentiments and great to hear this and this. One of the things that unfortunately being in the UK, it's really hard for me to, to fully appreciate and understand. But Seeing the ballpark, packed out. 30,000 there on the Saturday games this year. Two games in a row, two Saturdays. It has been stunning to see. It's been a lot of fun by the looks of it. And uh, listen to to everyone listening, get yourselves down there. Loud Marlins fan is going to be there. You know usual spot, of course. So, right, that is us, myself, Peter Pratt, and Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, out of here on Locked On Marlins, Wednesday, 4th of May. And we're back tomorrow with Sean Barrett. Until then, guys, stay safe. Back soon.